Hello and welcome to the I-70 podcast here on MTMV Sports where we are talking Missouri baseball, specifically the Royals and the Cardinals. Uh, sports fans rejoice. It is my team, my voice. I am Eric Boston and with me on the MTMV Sports phone line is my co-host. Uh, he's the homie. He is the great Farron Peterson. What's up, dude? Oh. Uh-huh, good. I don't know about that. Good day. Good to talk to you, though, man. Oh, Glad yeah. to be here. Oh, yeah, man. <laughs> so, you know, our our second uh, our second episode of the I seventy podcast. Um, and to be honest with you, man, since the last time we spoke, not a whole lot has happened for um, really kind of either team here in in the Show Me State. Uh, a, a little bit more uh, for the Cardinals. Um, but it's been mm-hmm. kind of just a really slow off season for the Royals. Um, so let, let's just dump, jump right into uh, looking at kind of what's happened since the last time we talked back at the beginning of December. And probably the biggest um, thing that's happened for the team is they were able to sign, um, you know, all world kind of speed outfielder Billy Hamilton, um, who was made a free agent by the Reds and he is now going to be patrolling center field in spacious Kauffman stadium. Uh, as a Royals fan, I think this isn't a bad move. It seems kind of like what you would expect Kansas city to do. Um, but you know, speed and really elite defense has worked for them oh, in the let past. Me, let me tell you, let me tell you as a Cardinal fan, we are glad to see that player get out of the division <laughs> oh yeah well okay well why don't you expound on that a little bit man because like you know i think a lot of people are going to look at the the very i mean to put it somewhat nicely the very light hitting that he brings from an offensive standpoint but as an opposing team like what is it that makes you glad that he's not in the nl central well a lot of it is his defense. I mean, he just he makes some incredible catches, and he'll rob home runs like you won't even believe. He he robbed many for Matt Carpenter. Matt Carpenter actually went on Twitter after he was after he signed with the Royals and was just glad to see him out of the division as well. So, I mean, it's just you, you'll see that weekly. It seems like you know he's just robbing a home run or just doing something spectacular out in the outfield. Uh, whether it be diving plays, but um, besides that, you know, obviously his speeds, he'll kill you on the base pass, so you just want to keep him on the, off the bases as well. So whether you hit him at leadoff or, you know, in eighth or in your case, you know, you hit him at the bottom of the lineup, lineup or wherever, um, he, he'll be a pretty good player for you guys. Yeah, and, and that right there is the one thing that's going to be very interesting. The Royals now have three of the top 20 fastest players in the bigs and there's not another team that has two um that meet that uh same criteria uh between hamilton uh whit merrifield and alberto mondesi um and so it's going to be very interesting to see how that lineup shakes out obviously Witt's going to be at the top of the lineup you expect hamilton to be hitting in that nine spot can mondesi um you know be able to be at the top of that lineup. And I think from what he showed, especially in the second half last year, is that he can. So you you got to imagine that it'll be Mondesi and Witt at the top. And that's 
that's going to be some terror on the base pass and uh, and you know the ability to put up some very big uh, stolen base numbers as a team. Yes, yes, I'd, I'd be uh, terrified to play the Royals, you know, just because of their just because of their speed. I know they didn't they didn't do too well last year record wise, but uh, they got a lot of young players coming up that so I think they could have some success. And you know, speed's going to kill a lot of teams next year. You know, they're, they're pretty quick to say the least. Right, right, and you know they're going to play good defense. Now with Hamilton, he signs a one year um, deal that's going to get him four point two five million, and just a little bit below. Uh, what he was projected to get if he had stayed with Cincinnati and, and went through arbitration. I mean, obviously, from a Royal standpoint, what they are looking at, uh, Dayton Moore, he's got to be looking at. Hopefully, he'll come in there. He'll he'll bring his traditional speed, solid defense, stolen bases, um, and hopefully, in, in that uh, you know big field of Kaufman, maybe figure out how to slap it into those gaps and increase that batting average a little bit and make him attractive to teams come the trade deadline and be someone that the Royals can flip for assets moving forward. I mean, I think that's got to be kind of what the hope and plan is from a front office standpoint with this signing. Yeah, I definitely can see that as well. You know, just get something for him while you can, while you guys are in a rebuilding mode and kind of build towards the future there. And he's a, he's a perfect pickup for that. For that reason, you know, he could he could be really attractive. You know, you never know when a, your center fielder is going to go down with injury, so he could he could fill in real nicely in, there in the outfield for for any team really. You know, any team would like to have speed and great defense and potentially you know forty to fifty stolen bases a year. You know, if he has to fill in for somebody, he could he could do quite well. Right, and then to to keep on that kind of um, speed. Um, like mantra, I guess, if you, if you want to call that. It looks like that's what the Royals are really going for here. Um, they actually also re-signed Terrence Gore, who they had traded to uh, Chicago last year for the for, uh, Chicago Cubs, that is, um, for the playoff run. Uh, here, he's a guy who only has one major league hit, uh, but, again, very, very elite speed. So, And he got a one-year major league deal it wasn't bringing him back on a minor league so you assume that he is indeed going to be on that 25-man roster um as a fourth outfielder and you know pinch runner there as well for Kansas City and I mean that's just another another guy another yeah yeah, another (laughs) another guy to bring in that can just burn you oh man I think um You've got two or three players on your 25-man that's probably faster than every player on the Cardinals roster. I mean, Harrison Bader's pretty quick, but, man, you've got two or three guys on there that's faster than most teams' fastest player. So, <laughs> Right. Uh, yeah, that's pretty crazy to, to think about even. Well, I mean, we're, we're probably not going to hit for a ton of power. We'll see what Salvi does and what um, if, if Jorge Soler can stay healthy. You know, they should bring some power, but – it, it's really it's looking like that blueprint that they used to win, you know go to back to back World Series in 2014 2015 where they're banking on on speed good defense and hopefully just um, some solid contact hitting even if it might not be a lot of power so we'll see where it plays out hopefully they will be um, you know better than last year although I mean when you look at them on paper and you compare it to what they had 
you know, for 2018. It doesn't seem like too much of an upgrade, so maybe I can understand some fans being a little questionable of whether or not this team will actually outperform what they did last season. Um, whenever another thing to look at, you know, just kind of looking at some of the stories and stuff, um, MLBTradeRumors.com had put up what they felt was the biggest needs uh, left for teams. And here's where I find it interesting is that for Kansas City, um, they had them as really needing bullpen help, which I, I get it. Our bullpen was not good last year. There's And, and that was a strength in the past, so that's going to be important. Um, and so, I, you know, from what I'm reading, it's saying that they hope to bring in maybe a couple of veteran arms, you know, later on here in free agency, right before we get to spring training, that they can get on a cheap deal, um, which, I mean, is a kind of a blueprint that Dayton Moore has followed in the past. And while that is important, myself, I feel like we have two corner infield spots that are not solidified by any means. Uh, you know, third base specifically, you know, we talked about that. Mustakis. Yeah, we, we talked about yeah. yeah last month about Mustakis, and I still feel like that would be a solid fit. And there hasn't really been much coming out on Moose yet, so it still could be a possibility. But I mean, you've got if not right now, I mean, you're looking at Hunter Dozier being your starting third baseman more than likely, and Ryan O'Hearn being right. first base. And I feel like those guys would be better suited if they were in a platoon at first base. So I, I don't know, man. I mean, I I definitely you know I think that. Um, we do need to add some bullpen arms, but man, that, that, uh, hot corner is kind of making me nervous right now. Yeah. Yeah. I hear you. And I mean, luckily you do have a, a few options available for you guys, but I, I really would like to see Mustakis make a return back to Kansas city. It's just, he's just a great guy and a great fit for that team. And, uh, I'd like to see it and, uh, you never know, maybe they'll, maybe they'll make it happen. Certainly. And, you know, we're going to talk about it here in a few minutes uh, about maybe a couple of pipe dream uh, hopes that you and I have as fans of these teams. Um, and I'll tell you that the pipe dream that I'm going to mention, um, Moustakis is much more <laughs> of a reality than that pipe dream. But, um, you know, I'm going to save, save that for, for a few minutes. Farron, what, what t- let's, let's sw- transition over – to the Cardinals, man. What have your birds been up to the last month? Well, uh, we found a pretty good reliever um, in Andrew Miller. He's, he's been one of the best relievers in the game for the last several years. He had a down year uh, last season. But, uh, but besides that, he's been, he's been great. Uh, so we signed him for a two-year deal. Um, it could turn into a three-year deal, but uh, we'll, we'll see how that goes. Uh, but right now it's a two-year, $25 million. And, uh, you know, we really needed to solidify the left side of our pen. We had Cecil there last year, and we, we had a few other guys like Gomber. He, would, he started a couple games, but he would, he would come in and fill in a little bit, you know, when he got called up. Um, he's not too bad, but, but Cecil, he's, he's, he's really not had any success since we signed him. So it's kind of nice to get a, um, get a big-name guy such as Andrew Miller in our, in our bullpen. Uh, to solidify that side, that side of the pen, 
um, I, I'd like to see another piece, but but for right now, I think I think it's a pretty good signing for us. Yeah, definitely. I mean, you know, Miller, you know, dealt with some injuries last year there for Cleveland. Mm-hmm. Um, so you, you obviously want to see how he's going to bounce back from that. But if he comes back to um, even ninety percent of what he was before, that's still a, a good upgrade for that St. Louis bullpen. And then you pair yeah, him with even, Hicks on the back end there. Yeah, even ninety percent of of Andrew Miller is better than you know a Cecil or whoever else we have on our team that, that you that you want to say. I mean, Hicks is great, but uh, he's got some control issues. I expect him to you know maybe pitch the eighth inning, put Andrew Miller in at the seventh, and we still got to figure out our closer situation. But you know that could be Hicks, but yeah, so I guess to to be to be determined. But yeah, Hicks and Miller gonna be gonna be fun watching those two work together in the pen. Do you do you expect one of those two guys to be the closer um come the start of the season? Um I don't expect Miller to just because he's a lefty. Um I wouldn't be surprised if Jordan Hicks does become the closer at some point. I mean we have we have several options there. We're still trying to figure that out. Um Alex Reyes, he's gonna be back this season. I mean he could potentially be the closer later in the year if we don't have any have that figured out at that point i mean adam wainwright's coming back there's been talks that he could if he uh if he needs to get out of the starting rotation go to the bullpen maybe he could close like he did to start his career um but but i do believe hicks could be that guy down the road but we'll see um he he has some control issues he needs to he needs to sort out but um Pretty excited, though. Yeah, certainly. Um, what else is going on over there in uh, Redbird land? Oh, just dreaming about the uh, potential free agent signings that we, you know, that all of us want. There's <laughs> one guy in particular named Bryce Harper, but, um, yeah, that, that's what's going through a lot of Cardinal fans' mind right now is who, who we're going to sign next or trade for. You know, we have Jose Martinez. There's a lot of rumors flying around him, whether or not we're going to trade him away or we're going to keep him or, or what have you. You know, what's going on with Dexter Fowler? He wasn't going to show up to winter warm-ups, but then he did. So uh, just just a lot of uh, a lot of curiosity among the fans what, how the season's going to turn out. It's going to, a lot of it's going to be figured out in spring training. It's going to be a big spring training for this team. You know, see so who's going to be our right fielder. Yeah. start the year and he's going to be the closer i think all that will be sorted out in spring training right well let's talk let's talk about uh martinez there for just a second uh farron obviously i think you know the expectation is that they are going to find a deal for him because right now it's a big question mark of where does he fit you know he was one of their top hitters last year uh, especially when you're looking at an average standpoint um but now you've got paul goldschmidt first and uh, I mean, he could play a corner outfield, but probably not your first choice in doing so. Uh, what do you think? Do you expect Jose Martinez to be a Cardinal come spring training? Um, if I had to put my money on it, I would guess that he will be a Cardinal to start spring training. Um, I I know he's been he's been in rumors, you know. You know, with Will Smith, for example, it was rumored that, you know, we could trade him to the Giants for a lefty reliever such as Will Smith or to the Rays for one of their relievers or maybe even prospects. But I don't—I personally do not see the benefit in trading 
Jose Martinez unless you're going to get something in return that can help you this season. You know, you need MLB ready talent. So I wouldn't I wouldn't imagine the Cardinals would trade him for prospects. And that's just because he is such a really good he is such a great hitter. Uh, he's probably our second best hitter behind Carpenter last season. You know, you can count on him hitting three hundred between fifteen to twenty home runs every year. You know, it's it's hard to get rid of a player like that, even though he's he's not really good at defense. Um, struggles there. He played a little better in right field than he did first base, actually. So if we had to stick him somewhere, it could be right field. If Dexter Fowler um, does not start the year off at a too well, you know the Cardinals they said that they want to go with Fowler in right field next season. Yeah. So if he starts off pretty slow, it would be nice to have Jose Martinez to to hop in there in right field and uh, solidify that position. Um, just a, just as insurance, at least, if anything. So. Well, let's play. Uh, let's play the GM game here for just a second, Farron. If so, you're the you're the GM of the Cardinals. Um, what would you kind of have to get in return for Martinez? Yeah, it would it would have to be going back to Will Smith. It would have to be a lefty reliever. That would be the only way I'd trade him is to get a good lefty reliever such as Will Smith. Um, and that would that would probably be the only way I'd trade him because that's our that's our biggest need. Even though we have Andrew Miller, it would be nice to have another lefty. Um, I know we we have several options in the bullpen right now. We're kind of loaded with pitchers. So um, well, we've got Chase and Trey. We just signed him, but he could always start the year down in AAA. Um, they do have high expectations for him. Um, they expect him to to be pretty good. Uh, but we, we can't rely on him. You know, if you're, if you're wanting to compete and be a potential World Series team, you, you can't have Chase and Shreve and Brett Cecil in your bullpen and be able to rely on them. You need Andrew Miller and another guy, um, such as Will Smith. I think that would be a, that'd be a great trade. Okay. If I couldn't get him or earlier such as that, I, I wouldn't trade him. Well, well, let me throw this at you. So let's, let's say I am the GM of – Kansas City because honestly I wouldn't mind to see Jose Martinez come across the state and uh, play some first base for the Royals uh, you know that average would look really good in the um, in the lineup you know get a guy who can move you know Whit Merrifield and Mondesi around those bases you know in the middle of the lineup um, so if I was to call you and my conversation started with say a Brian Flynn are are we on the same page to where we're we're talking? Because you you got Flynn, who's twenty eight, lefty reliever. Mm-hmm. Um, he did have you know a ERA just above four with a four point oh four last year in forty eight games. Right. But I mean, he's shown the ability to have some solid outings. Is, is that enough to intrigue and at least get the conversation going? Um, if I was the GM, I wouldn't trade him for Flynn. Um, I mean, I, I do like Flynn, but we have we have a uh, you know a comparable player. I mean, you could you could compare him to Shreve. He's not he's not too old, and he's got a, an ERA just under four. But um, I think the player that we would have to get in return for Martinez would 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 have to be. Not, I'm not going to say a lockdown lefty because you, you'd never get that. But somebody that's that's proven that he can have success at the major league level. Um, and I don't have I don't have Will Smith's stats pulled up 
in front of me right now, but his ERA was in the twos. He, he's got yeah. he's got pretty good stats from that side of the pin. Oh yeah, and, which uh, I mean, Will Smith came up with the Royals, so you know, definitely familiar yeah. with him. Tall lefty, yeah. uh, you know, he, and, he's had a solid career for sure. And and honestly, in the end, I, the reason I I believe that Jose Martinez will be on the major league roster is I don't I don't think we would get what we want for Jose Martinez. I don't see the Giants actually trading. Will Smith to us for Jose Martinez. I don't see that happening. Um, I don't think we would get what we want for him for Jose. So I believe we just we just keep him moving to the, going to the season with him on our roster. And you know it's it's really good insurance to have somebody that can that can bat 315 home runs, you know, on the bench. So uh, he can fill in for Dexter if he if he starts the season off cold. Yeah, yeah. All right, so let's jump into this uh, this pipe dream talk there, Farron. You kind of, I think, mentioned yours already, and I know you've been, you know, you were talking about this last podcast as well. So we'll just start with you. So, what's the one thing that you want to see happen? You know, if you could just pull the trigger, and, and you know, it's not a concern about payroll, anything like that. You know, what's the one thing that the Cardinals could do before we get to spring training uh, next month? you know, that, that would, you know, just be the ultimate for you as a Cardinals fan. Yeah. If, if you guys follow me on Twitter, you'll know that I, I posted about Bryce Harper, you know, <laughs> quite a bit. It probably annoys some people. I just, I just think he's a perfect fit for this team though. And he's a, he is the one move I would make right now. If I could choose any move, it would be Bryce Harper at this point. You know, he's just, he's a generational talent. I don't see how you, how you pass that up, but you know, in the end he has to want to come here. And uh, the owners will have to uh, build the wit. Will have to uh, have to want to spend the money on him, and he's not going to be cheap. So, but he would he would definitely be the guy for us uh, if I was if I was a GM, and if I was honestly, I wouldn't be afraid to to throw money at him. I'd give him you know if it took three hundred fifty four hundred million, I'd do it. But you know it's not it's not my money. So right. Well, it sounds but like maybe, uh, Washington may have they haven't put out a number. It just came out. Uh, earlier today that I saw it, um, that Washington may have gave offered him a mega offer. Yeah, um, I don't know I what mega means, but it, it they we already know that they offered him three hundred million. Uh, yeah, so any team that signs him is going to have to be three hundred million. I mean, he's not going to leave that on the table. So, but I I don't I don't see us actually getting Harper. I keep talking about it, trying to speak it into existence, but. I don't see it actually happening. I bet he goes to the back to the Nationals or the Dodgers, but yeah. but it it sure would be nice to have him for sure. Well, for me, um, the pipe dream I think would be is if we could get Manny Machado and play him at third base. Um, you know, <laughs> you got Harper and and Machado that you know came into the off season as the big dogs in free agency. They're still out there available. There is absolutely zero percent chance uh, that. Machado comes to Kansas City, but man, would it be awesome? He would, you know, it's it's a position of need. Uh, he would undoubtedly be right there in the heart of the order. Um, you know, he would. I mean, and here's the thing: like, yeah, I mean, you still got question marks when it comes to the pitching. But if you dropped uh, Manny Machado in at third base, batting th- third in the lineup. Uh, with the rest of the position players that you have, from an offensive standpoint, I actually think that we would be in a pretty good uh, position as a team. Uh, it's just a question of could the pitching do just enough, which is honestly 
a pretty similar spot that we were in in 2014 when we were able to make that run to the World Series the first time. And then, you know, 2015, we made a couple of moves there at the trade deadline to really bolster that lineup with, you know, like a Johnny Cueto and a Ben Zobris. Um, I don't know. I think, yeah, I mean, there, there's no way, but Dayton Moore, if you happen to hear this, man, uh, you know, talk, talk to Glass. Be like, hey, uh, yeah, let, let's get Machado in here. Let, let's let him uh, be the face of this franchise for the next, uh, I don't know, 10 years. Yeah, I mean, it's, it is fun to fun to think about and fun to dream about, you know, getting a, a player such as Machado. I, I really like Machado. I, I think he'd be a great fit for the Cardinals as well, even though we are a heavy lineup. But if you're the Royals, and I mean, I'm not sure what their, what their uh, payroll looks like going into 2019, but, you know, it would be, it would be kind of neat to just see, see uh, the Royals throw 400, you know, 300 million at Machado. Let's say just offer him a $300 million contract and just dare him to say no. Right. It'd be, it'd be kind of neat. Right. Well, I mean, it would be uh, unprecedented for sure. Seems how our biggest, yeah, for uh, sure. our biggest contract has not even reached a hundred million yet. So <laughs> yeah, being a small, small, small market team, it, it is kind of, kind of hard to, uh, to imagine that, but, but it is fun to think about, you know, but if, I mean, the White Sox, they've been uh, rumored to be willing to throw all kinds of money at Harper and Machado, sign them, signing them both, just like the Phillies. So, I mean, anything's possible. But I, like you said, I, I think there's a, pretty much a 0% chance of him signing with the Royals. But I think it would be it would be, it would would be be a whole lot of fun if somehow that managed to happen. It certainly would. It certainly would. Well, Farron, um Glad we got to get together again and For talk sure. about what's been going on baseball-wise uh, here in the state of Missouri. Um, I think when we get together at the beginning of uh, next month, I think we're going to have a little bit more to talk about. I think uh, oh, yeah. specifically from for Kansas City, you know, we're getting into that time where, you know, they are really going to be looking to make, you know, maybe a handful of moves, add, add some veteran guys, uh, that are still out there that, you know, realize they're going to have to sign a little cheaper. Um, probably looking at some arms, but I don't know. We'll, we'll see. I mean, um, now if we want to be more realistic, you know, I think I think Moustakis could be in play there for us. So, mm-hmm. you know, maybe by the time we get back together in February, we're talking about how Moose is back uh, in royal blue. Yeah, yeah, I could, I could see it happening. That is a – a realistic move for you guys, and um, I wouldn't—I wouldn't be shocked at all if he does start the season with Kansas City. Yeah. Uh, so, give me give me one prediction for for the Cardinals before we get out of here. Um, one prediction is we will trade or trade for or sign another lefty bullpen piece, and then you know it's going to be really hard to get rid of get rid of Cecil. So, I don't. It, it doesn't make a whole lot of sense to go into the year with three or four lefties in your pen, but I mean, you could start Shreve down, chasing Shreve down in AAA, and um, if you could somehow, somehow move Cecil for anything, just a box of crackers, just <laughs> eat whatever you got to eat on that salary to get him out of here, and right. sign us another lefty or trade for one. You know, go into the season with two two pretty good lefties. I think that'd be great, and I, I and I think we're going to make another move there. Um, not sure who it is, but 
whether we get a lefty from Tampa Bay for Jose Martinez or it's just it's hard to say at this point. But but that's that's the direction I feel like the Cardinals will move to get, sign another lefty to pair with pair with um, Andrew Miller. All right, awesome. Well, we'll see what happens, guys. Tune in uh, first Saturday in February to the I seventy podcast. And if you want to check out our first episode. Uh, obviously, you can find that on MTMV Sports on um, iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, or you can also go to outofthepinbaseball.com. Uh, we are an affiliate podcast of Out of the Pin Baseball. Uh, just go on there, click on that affiliates tab there at the top of the page, and you'll find us. Uh, be able to listen to every episode as they come out, and also check out some um, some really cool you know, fan perspective writing there on outthepinbaseball.com, uh, you know, because that's what it's all about. It is about baseball from a fan's perspective, and that is indeed where you can find us. Uh, Farron, where can the people follow you uh, on social media? Um, you can follow me at, uh, at FarronPJR on Twitter, and I have a Cardinals Take account, and it's at Cardinals Take. You can follow me at both of those accounts, and uh, I'm sure you'll see plenty of Bryce Harper tweets. So <laughs> if you if you don't if you're not a big fan of the Cardinals signing Bryce Harper, you might not want to follow me. <laughs> awesome. Well, guys, you can follow me on Twitter at Eric Boston three. That is at Eric Boston in the number three. Follow uh, out of the pen baseball at OTP baseball. That is OTP baseball. You'll find contributions from both Farron and myself on there as well. And we will see you guys in February. See you guys. Baseball fans rejoice. It's my team, my voice. For the most baseball coverage on MTMV Sports, tune into the Out of the Pin podcast every other Friday night. Join me, Eric Boston, and the rest of the Out of the Pin baseball team as we bring you interviews, discussions, and the latest happenings from around the baseball world. It's the Out of the Pin podcast. Check out our website at outofthepinbaseball.com where you always get baseball from a fan's perspective.